The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. You'll find out what happened to Frankenstein and other stuff that never happened. Freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. We're doing it different now. You're doing what's different? Well, the microphone's on the left side of me instead of the right side. Yeah. And I I'm, have a blue cable today oh, okay. instead of a red one. All right. Not that I paid attention to that stuff before, but uh-huh. I don't Yeah, well, you get, you know, <clears throat> old Shane in here. Uh-huh. And then it, it, it screwed all the levels up. Yeah. In the studio. Anyway, I didn't even listen to that one. I forgot to, to hear how he sounded versus us with him being on that and us being on this. Yeah. I'm assuming it sounded all right. Yeah. I mean, what? Sounds like what it's, it sounds how it's going to sound. Mm-hmm. I started already. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. God gotcha damn it. Again. You son of a bitch. Gotcha again. Remember how we were saying funny jokes before? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I didn't record those. Oh, you didn't, you didn't record the joke about the barren woman? No. No? No. <laughs> the hilarious joke about a barren lady. <laughs> mm. Ah, What's going on, buddy? Barren's such a, a brutal... Yeah, like there's nothing. Thing to say there's nothing up in there. She's a barren woman. It's just a... No, no water. Just a No desert. flora, no fauna. <laughs> Uh, she's got a hostile womb. Just, just tumbleweeds. Yeah. Just tumbleweeds wearing flip-flops. <laughs> uh, we're back at it. Happy oh, Easter Monday. Yeah, dude. Easter Monday. This is when Jesus rose from the dead and had to go back to work. Yeah. He's like, oh, boy. <laughs> That's Jesus' famous words. I came back for this. <laughs> I shaved my legs for this. I died three days back. He needed a nap. Oh man, what'd you do? Did you go Easter egg hunting? We went back down. Uh, we went down to Newport Beach. Yeah, to the Mrs.'s uh, family. Oh, cool. Cousins or something down there. Yeah, she got an aunt, cousin, or grandfather's down there. Just the one that yeah. jumped off the roof into the pool, or was that you? No, that's my cousin. Oh, your cousin. Okay, yeah, maniac. Okay, gotcha. Fifty but years old, jumped off. A they live down that way too, right? They were staying down there. They live over in the, on the west side here. Oh, okay. But no, it's her cousins. Her grandfather apparently makes a mean ham. Didn't try it. Yeah. I was oh, having mm. a hard time with being. They had like a big, like a honey baked ham. Just just one that he made and seasoned oh. and just like a Easter, like a holiday ham. Holiday ham, dude. Ham sandwiches the next day. I told you the best sandwich in the world. Cold honey baked ham on white bread with mayo. Doesn't get any better than that. Mm. Sometimes, like yeah, you just got different mustards you wanted to try. Well, Ham's a good canvas. Yeah, that's true. Well, the old ham canvas. Ham canvas. <laughs> that sounds like Speaking a... Speaking of a hostile womb. That's, that sounds like a dirty name or something. It's like uh, the name of a gangbang. <laughs> Jenna Jameson stars in Ham Canvas. <laughs> uh, I never got the appeal of that. I don't. I, I, I don't like waiting in line at the store. <laughs> Can I go next? I got stuff to do. <laughs> I'm not gonna wait in line to bang some lady. The impatient bukkake. 
Can I jump ahead? My flight's about to leave. Can I get ahead of you? <laughs> Got to go feed the meter after I feed this meter. Uh. Yeah, let's be honest. I'm getting a little old and a little distracted. I don't think this boner's going to keep. Oh, what if I jump ahead of you? I never understood that at all. Like, what? Oh, God. The, the idea of a, of a hurried gangbang. We don't need to get that. We went. We went, did jizz tasting yeah. last week. Yeah. We, if, I mean, if we were going to lose people, that was the episode. That's true. Mm. But uh, anyway, back to regular ham yeah. that you eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, but then it was the same. I saw some video of like a pig died, and then its pig friend was sad and like next to it and being like all sad about its pig friend. I'm like, I can't eat. Ah! How'd, the, uh, how'd the first pig die? I don't know. It looked, seemed like natural. They had it, like, wrapped up in a blanket with flowers on it. And then he had a pig buddy there? Yeah, his pig buddy was sad that his friend left. Aw. Yeah, and I saw that. I'm like, well, God damn it. Now it's Easter, and this is a ham day. This is a ham holiday. And I would taste, because, like, uh, St. Patrick's dad tried, uh, you know, my mom was making Mm -hmm. corned beef. I'm like, I'll taste it. Mm Mm-hmm. You didn't even taste the ham? Just nothing? No, because you know what it was? Because at least with the corn, I was at home, but I was like, oh, I had to leave some. So I'm like, I'll have a little bite. Mm-hmm. And my mom made it. She made mm-hmm. it good. I'm like, all right, it was good. All right, but mm-hmm. but just to be have nothing to do all day with a ham? Slippery slope. <laughs> it's the story of my life. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to have like one little piece and then see a pile of ham there. Don't leave him alone around your ham. No. Oh, man. So what did you lock up your ham daughters? Lock up your ham wives. <laughs> what did you eat? Ham bandits on the loose. They have they have vegetarian friendly sides. I had a lot of scalloped potatoes and rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Just I, see you with a mountain of potatoes. I got very full, regardless. <laughs> oh, that is the thing, man. About being baked a, beans, I was excited about, but there's bacon in the beans. Bacon. I was like, God damn it. When I, I've told you this before, but when I was a vegetarian, that's how it would go, man. It would just, I would just eat cheese quesadillas and cheese pizzas and bean burritos. It was nothing, nothing good. Nothing yeah, healthy. I'm not eating healthy. Yeah, just sans meat. I mean, and it's a little healthier yeah. if I'm eating Indian food. That's I think. Yeah, but I, but then cholesterol wise, not healthier. Maybe like, I I don't know. It's not healthier. Indian food is about your best option for like full on. Like not missing anything by not eating meat. I like, love I love a big old garbage salad, like a big old mm-hmm. toilet salad where you yeah. just got everything that's dumped in there. Yeah, it's big salad. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good stuff. I'm not gonna, you know, that's satisfying. Soup mm. made soup the other night. Yeah, what kind of soup? Just split pea soup. I had a yeah. can of it. Oh, I came home and I was like, oh, you know, you're so predictable. What are you gonna do? Order a pizza? I started made, making fun of myself. Uh huh. You hack when well, you order a pizza, you dumb, stupid drunk. There's nothing hack about I was that. Like, Watch that. Me yeah. had a bowl of soup. Yeah, he, sh- he showed you, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. A bowl of pea soup. Went to bed hungry. Take that. Yeah, went to bed hungry and farty. <laughs> Trying to sleep on a belly full of pea soup. <laughs> what the fucking, what am I, with Willy Wonka's grandfather, whatever the grandfather was. Grandpa Joe. Yeah, that's how I'm eating. <laughs> um, what'd you do last week? Did you go shredding? Oh yeah, well, I haven't seen you in like over a week. It's been a minute. Yeah, since we had. Uh, I can tell you guys. You got a little twinkle in your eye. I can tell you've been shredding. I got out there. Mm-hmm. Got out there up north. Where'd you go? Rode uh, behind a Madonna Inn or some trail that I. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Did you stay up there again? We went up there just Saturday. Rachel's friends was having a birthday there. Uh huh. But then my bike pals. Uh huh. 
uh, showed up, and we rode there, and then we rode in uh, Santa Cruz again. Mm. Real cool stuff. It was good stuff, man. Santa Cruz is a cool little town. Yeah. I'm and going then, up there, Then soon. in San Luis Obispo, then Hannibal was uh, doing it. I was like, let me see what comedy's going on. Maybe I was like, mm-hmm. oh, Hannibal's doing a show. Oh, yeah? For as big as Hannibal is, I'm like, he just texts him, hey, man, what's up? I'm like, yeah, come by. Do some, do some time. That's cool, out. man. Like, oh, thanks, buddy. What, did he do a theater up there? Yeah, did some theater. He nice. had uh, Al Jackson, Brian Babylon with him, DJ Tony Trim. A whole fun thing. I know Al. Yeah, Al's a good dude. Dude, Al was Al was real funny. Yeah, he's funny. Al had like when you hear a lot, like just oh man, like just out of nowhere, like just shitting on triscuits. It's like, what's this made out of? Scarecrows? I'm I like, agree. Bam, right there. But scarecrows. That's funny. The market, like doing the thing, like the market. Hey, you guys like crackers? What if they're made out of scarecrows? I'm like, that's you got it. Yeah. What are you vaping, Dave? You vaping? Well. I don't like the word cat hair stuck to that. <laughs> Were you yep. about to offer that to me? No, because no. Because I will decline no. now. <laughs> I'm just trying to be. on a vape covered in cat hair. That sounds right. I did a show at Cat Cafe Friday. Explain. Uh, I did ten, didn't do 10 minutes. I went up there, uh-huh. didn't tell a single joke, and played with cats. Wow. For 10 minutes. Uh, I don't know if it was good or bad to uh-huh. the audience. My apologies to anybody who's seen me over the last week. I've been a bit of a mess. What's a cat cafe? An unsustainable business model. <laughs> first off, it's a, it, yeah, it's a, not a sustainable business. It, it was just a. Apparently, they have coffee. Uh huh. But then, other than that, it's a storefront, and they've got like thirty cats in there. You bring your cats? No, they just have them. They have them there. Yeah. Can you bring your cat? I don't think so. It's for adoption. You're supposed oh, to take okay. one of theirs. Yeah, cats don't travel well anyway. But they're giving the cats away for free. So okay. right, your overhead is you're paying for cats. Yeah. But they're not made gener- But I guess somebody else would say you have to pay money to come in and hang out with the cats. Uh, where, is that around so it's here? It's a bit of a whorehouse for cats. <laughs> yeah, it was West Hollywood. It wasn't cheap real estate. Huh. And I went in there. I was pretty liquored up, and I just uh, hung out with the cats. Man, that's funny. You drunk, trying to do jokes, but instead I didn't. I was like throwing my keys around, trying to get them. I had a bottle. (laughs) I had a bottle cap. They love that. I kept thinking I was going to start doing a joke, and then like a new cat would come by. I'm like, I'm sorry, everybody, but this little guy back here, and I just. Oh. I was just uh, chasing the cats around. I don't know if I ruined the energy of the show, but. Oh. I mean, they got to expect some of that, right? Put me, yeah, put everybody in a room. And then everybody in the audience is like almost listening until a cat walks by. Which if somebody has a cat, I'm like, all right, cool, yeah. you have a cat. But the environment, that environment, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, exciting. And then I uh, I got real loose. My friend's band played at a festival Saturday hmm. called the Psycho Smokeout. Yeah, where's that? That was at Catch One down at... Right by right by Gus's Pico and uh, Pico okay. and uh, right on. Crenshaw. And, okay, uh, Saturday was four twenty. Yeah, yeah, it was the four twenty. Okay, but so they got put on. They were like tw- at first at like twelve thirty in the afternoon. It's a rough uh, but slot. The, yeah, but I mean, better for them. Like you're not just getting. But it, the stuff was indoor, and yeah. oh, okay, they had like all the four twenty bullshit. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I'm fine with weed. Weed culture is mm-hmm. just oof. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, I don't. I never have quite got it. Like, I love it too, but I don't have. 
posters of nugs on my wall. Like, I think it's, you know, when it. the marijuana takes away your personality, mm. it seems like being a fan of the marijuana is the substitute. Okay. It's like, no, it's not. Um, but yeah, so, and, but then I, but we got, I got, was drinking and getting in, I was mm-hmm. getting into it that day. Did you do some marijuana? I do. I did some things. Yes. Yeah. What'd you do? Stuff. Just all kinds of things? Yeah. Edibles or? Stuff. Yeah. You don't want to talk about it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That a, we'll talk about it later. A little, little rock and roll dipshit Saturday. <laughs> and, then I, and then I had a show Saturday night. And again, I was like, ah, I don't know. I've not been professional. Wow, yet. man. I haven't been taking my career very seriously, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Have you been taking your career seriously? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Oh, man. What'd you do? I, uh,. I don't know, man. I've been, I'm been deep. I'm deep into the, the vinyl thing, man. It's like, it's got a hold of me. I, uh, you gave me, last time I saw you, you gave me a copy of Whiskey Icarus. Yeah, which, man. Which I greatly appreciate. Sure, bud. Nice addition to my collection. And, uh, you know what else I did? What'd you do? I, I paid money. I got online and I bought Death of the Party. Why? On white, black, splatter vinyl. Oh, I don't have that. Yeah, it's very, very cool. <laughs> and people were asking. Uh, How much did it cost? <laughs> uh, it, was, it was normal, normal price. How much is uh, a uh, thing? It was, it was 20, 20 bucks. And I bought it. If anybody Dave. wants that, by the way, dude, come on. If anybody I'm, wants that, I'm, fifty bucks. I'm a, <laughs> no, the whiskey Icarus. I've already sold. Uh, no, <laughs> I was telling Please, Katie. If you like, can make money off of it, I beg you to do. How so. shitty would that be if you gave me one of your albums for free and I flipped it? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, people were asking about uh, whiskey Icarus. I don't know where you can buy that other than uh, your garage. I know you got a grip of those back there. I thought I sold them on... But if anybody does want Death of the Party, and I know you know this, it it came out on... uh, Stand Up Records. Yeah, Stand Up Records uh, reissued it on vinyl, correct? Uh, It initially came out on a special thing, right? CD, yeah. Yeah, the CD. But yeah, go to StandUpRecords.com, and you got three models, three versions up there. Two of them are sold out. But you can still get the uh, the white and black splatter vinyl. Well, this is all news to me. Yeah, it's very cool. Very cool. So nice addition to my collection. Well, these other Kyle. things are on uh, purchase with Amazon. I but yeah, I went to Record Store Day last week. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Whiskey Icarus on vinyl is eighty three bucks on Amazon. I don't really. Know who, I don't know who's getting that money. I'd love to know who's getting eighty three dollars. Oh, I may have to put mine up there for now. one of my fucking records. <laughs> well, it's out of print. So is that what it is? Yeah, when those suckers go out of print, man, it's it's like anything else. You've just been giving them away. Supply and demand. I've been giving them away. You know what? I'm another trying. eighty-three bucks. Well, you know I, what? I would love to for? meet the dipshit that pays that much. I'm for. looking for the orange vinyl loose in Chicago. Can't find that. I know you had some of those. You get? Did you, I? You took them down to a record store, didn't you? Down I took Hunt, some stuff down to. That was Hunt record store Beach. day last year, I believe. Either last year or the year before that came out. The the special orange vinyl. Man, so I can't uh, find that. That's a tough one to find. But uh, yeah, I went to record store day last week. Uh, guess who I saw at Amoeba? Uh, Lil Wayne. I was uh, I was right next to Lil Wayne. Small Wayne. Yeah, Small Wayne, and he is he is little. Like he wasn't that short. He was probably five seven. But my God, he had to weigh a hundred and five pounds. He's a slight man. He was a slight was a Wayne, frail Wayne. But uh, Lil Wayne was there, <laughs> and uh, oh, just had a good time at record store day. Got a bunch of bunch of rad stuff so let me go ahead and throw this out there uh try not to inundate 
my uh, Instagram followers with uh, my new nerddom, my new vinyl. Honestly, hobby. it's Instagram. You can do whatever I know, you want. but it's like worthless. sometimes it's annoying when people get way deep into a thing, well, and you're that, like, "Yeah, you I just uh, the same way you get don't rid of people. follow them. <laughs> the same way you unfollow people who post too many pics of their kids." Uh, I don't yeah, want to get out of there. I don't well, want to do that to people. I so right, I've uh, I got a new account. So anybody wants to see all my vinyl shit, follow me at Dave's Record Room. And uh, that way I can nerd out shamelessly. Dave's Rec Room. Dave's Record Room and uh, showing off all my vinyl over there. So, yeah, very excited about that. Oh, also, i just go ahead and throw a plug in. Uh, we've got Dave's Kitchen norm scheduled to come up uh, any day now. I'm, I'm mixing it up for the patrons. I'm doing Dave's Record Room. All right? It's not a, not a permanent thing. Just a little mixing it up. You know, if, if it offends anybody and you feel like you're getting ripped off for your four bucks, give me talk to me. I'll, 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 we'll figure something out. What are you going to do? But, you're just uh, going to show them your yeah, records? Just, it's a little record web series. So just talk about records. And yeah, we've already got one in the can. Should be up any day like now. A kid so. with new toys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got this one. And this, uh, this one's lasers. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, People are the, but that like that record collector scene. I love it, man. I fucking love it. And I love hanging out at the at the record shops and like eavesdropping on some of the real nerds. Mm-hmm. Like I think I'm a nerd about it, but like there's some like I was at uh, Atomic Records in Burbank this weekend. That's a nice little mom and pop store. And I don't know if they were having like their weekly jazz meeting or what, but there was about eight or ten. <laughs> 45-year-old dudes all like circled that. around the jazz aisle just, like, nerding out. And it was, it was impressive to see the amount of uh, knowledge that some of these dudes have because I'm, I'm still a novice to it. I've been, I've been collecting records on and off for 20 years, but I haven't really gotten just – it hadn't grabbed but me until recently. But jazz all about you know who played on that? It's like sports when you're like, this yeah. guy played for him. That's exactly what they were talking about. That, so mm-hmm. it all, like mm-hmm. – that's exactly what they were talking about. Like, did you know that the bass player on that album was blah, 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 blah? And uh, it was impressive watching those. Uh, those I feel guys. like, yeah, you impress people with your knowledge of jazz more than you do with your enjoyment of it. That could be true, yeah. Like, oh, I'm a fan, but how do I still pretend I'm better than other people? <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, having fun with that. Uh, I saw a movie the other day that I have never seen that I was uh, – it's kind of a – uh, a classic, I guess. Classic. More of a modern classic. Modern in the last classic. 20 years. I had never seen Wet Hot American journey. Summer. Really? Have you seen that? I did. It's a fun one. It's got all the, uh, you know, all the big stars, the comedy stars of today, back when they were uh, kind of starting out. And uh, never, never saw it. And uh, Fun and silly. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. And uh, very silly, very self-aware. And one of the funniest things I've ever seen, I love these real subtle, almost meta jokes and there's a scene in there, and this has happened in other movies, where uh, there was a guy riding a motorcycle. I forgot the actor's name. It's the guy who's been in a lot of the Judd Apatow movies. He was the... The, uh, the bad boy? He was the... Paul, Paul Rudd? No, not Paul Rudd. I don't know the guy. Joe, he's got an Italian name. Anyway, he's in Super Bad. He's the one that... Joe Latruglio. Yes. Yes, that guy. Mm-hmm. The one that runs over... Uh, Jonah Hill, and then they yes, then takes yes. it to a party. Anyway, so he's riding a motorcycle. He's doing some scene. He's riding a motorcycle. And then just for a split second too long, they show the stunt guy riding the motorcycle. Just enough to where you're like, oh, that's clearly a stunt guy. But it was so brief. <laughs> it was so brief where you're like, did they? was that on purpose, or is that just how that was cut? But then... Just a tip of the hat. Three, three minutes later... When that character gets to where he's going on his motorcycle, 
They show about a four-second scene of the stunt guy driving up and parking the motorcycle, and then it cuts to the Joe guy waving at somebody. Like, the unneeded stunt guy. That's one of the funniest jokes I've ever well, seen. It's, it's, well, that was Spaceballs. Did they do that? Yeah, where they're like, there's a chase scene, and then you see him catch up. And he's like, no, you caught their stunt doubles. <laughs> and it's the, woman, the, the, the princess, but it's like a guy with a cigar and uh-huh. a stubble in a wig. And it's like, you caught their stunt doubles. Like, yeah, That's funny. Just the breaking the fourth wall yeah. just a little bit. But that whole movie was... Uh, I'm surprised you haven't seen that. It was, I mean, it took me a while yeah. when it came out for people like, yeah. It's one of those I've Watch been aware this of. one. It's going to be... Well, and honestly, here's the... Why I think I've had a few opportunities to watch it, and I, I declined or never just put forth the effort. I like a lot of those guys, but I feel like a lot of that from the improv world. Like I like Amy Poehler, and I like all those folks, but I feel like sometimes when there's too much, too many of those actors in the movie, it's like bit of a jerk right. off fest. Yeah, yeah. They, all right, everybody's all these improv kids are up their own ass, and yeah, okay, it's fine. Yeah, are we laughing because it's funny, or are we laughing because <laughs> it's like we're part of the inside mm-hmm. joke. But it was solid. It was, you it was, mean alternative comedy? Yeah. It was really funny. Enjoyed that. But uh, one other quick thing I want to talk to before we get talk about until we get into our subject. Uh, There's no quick thing in this podcast. Okay. Just um, remember how for the last couple of weeks I've been it. sick. And uh, yeah. fi- I'm finally over it, other than my ears aren't completely back. That means um, you're not over I'm, I'm over it. I'm fine. But uh, You still can't hear? I, I can hear, just not 100%. You know, if you can't hear... <laughs> That means you're not better. I'm I'm good. I'm fine. Um, but been putting off going to the doctor, and and I won. I didn't go, and now I'm better. So haha. You're not better, and you didn't win. But Katie, for a, for a record fan, <laughs> no wonder you love the sound of shitty records because you can't hear anyone. <laughs> can't hear that MP3 is superior uh, in every way. Oh, uh, you're out of your fucking mind. No, I have my hearing. No, actually, I don't have tonight. <laughs> Get this, man. Katie. I'll get it. Very, very healthy. Personal trainer. Just doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, Mm -hmm. not overweight. Exercises like a mother. Like, just, she's at Barry's literally six times a week. And you know more than I do because I've never experienced it. But from what I hear, that's a hard workout. Like that's it's not where you go to kind of yeah I don't kind of phone I, it in. I go once every uh, ten months. That's about <laughs> as much as I can do. She went to the doctor the other day for an unrelated thing, and thirty-five-year-old, healthy as a horse, Katie has diabetes. She's a diabetic. I not to bury the lead. There is healthy as a horse a phrase. What do you mean? Is it a phrase, or did I make it up? Yeah. Oh, that's a phrase. That's the thing people say. Healthy as a horse. I feel horses suffer from a variety of ailments. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know the validity of the statement, but like, I didn't make it up. Just alliteration. That's the thing people say. Yeah. It might just be because it's the alliteration. Not a lot of other animals with ages. But um, she's got diabetes, man. What the fuck? (laughs) The same way... Between what the two the, of us, you're the one that has gout, and then between the two of me and her, she's the one that's got diabetes. Which type? She doesn't know yet. She's got to go back. They took some blood work, but I'm hoping two is the less serious one. Is that correct? I don't. I'm, I think I'm I think type two 
is they said, oh, it's not a big deal. It's manageable. But she's got to cut out all sugar and all carbs. And I told her, it's like, you need to get a second opinion. Like, do they mean all sugar and all carbs? Or, like, you can only have 30 grams a day? does she only eat fruit? Yeah. Which is all sugar and I mean, all that's carbs. not that's not the only thing she eats. But, like, yeah. But she eats that in lieu of, like, actual sweets. But, yeah. It's yeah. A, a lot of sugar. But that's surely, surely no one. Like, I heard this statement. I thought it made great sense years ago. It was talking about diet and fruit. And some nutritionist was on a podcast. And they were like, fruit, fruit. And he goes, no one ever got fat by eating fruit. Fruit's not. Yes, fruit has sugar in it. But if you're overweight, fruit probably ain't your problem. It's all the other shit you're eating. But, um, but yeah, I got to find out if she's got to have zero or like, I'm like, find out if you can have like, you know, like on the keto diet, you can still have like 30 carbs, uh, 30 grams of carbs diet here. I wonder what that means. So point being, uh, out of solidarity, I'm going to try to do this with her. I'm going to try to cut out. You're going to try and get diabetes? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try. I don't have to try too hard. You know why? Because you want to be her type. (laughs) <laughs> I would try to get rid of all my sugar and carbs. Jokes. Uh, she already doesn't drink. She quit drink. She used to drink, and she'll tell you that. But she, she's been sober for about two and a half, three years, and now she's like, God, now I can't even have fruit. That's, I was talking to my mom. My mom still smokes, and she was. Uh, she's like, I know this is ridiculous the way I'm thinking, but it is the way I think that if she quits at this point, that's when she'll get cancer. Hmm. Because her system is operating how it's operating fine. It's used to it. And once you change something, that's yeah. when it starts to break apart. Yeah. So if she were to quit, that's what her body would be like, well, what's wrong? Something's wrong. Yeah. And then the cancer would get in there. Hmm. She's like, I, and she's not, she's like, I know this is a dumb way to feel, mm-hmm. but this is how you see people like clean it all up and then everything starts attacking or doing this. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think that's science, but that's. That sucks. Yeah, man. She's real bummed out about it. So she's got to go back. But I want to find out, like, like if you're a diabetic, this, this is no spoke, carbs, spoke they said? like a true fat guy. Well, because carbs turn into sugar. Yeah, limit refined carbohydrates. But like I, I, bread, I guess my question pasta. is, is it zero or just keep it really low? I don't see how a human being can survive with zero sugar or carbs. Like, that just seems... I know I, your one, body would do fine, but, but I just mean I, but mentally. No, it's like anybody, if they're vegan, or, I just can't... I'd like to look at ham like a dog that couldn't eat off the table. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I don't know. At least you're in a city that kind of caters to a lot of weird diets and yeah. still makes good stuff, you know? Yeah, that's true. At least it's like you're not like in rural Alabama. Like, mm-hmm. well, I guess there's an ear of corn. And you could... uh. Yeah. Look at this picture of a pineapple while you eat it, I guess. I <laughs> well, that was me when I was a vegetarian 10 years ago living in Canton, Georgia. There was no vegan or vegetarian restaurants there. So it was just when we would eat out, it's like, well, we'll go so, go to the Mexican place and get a bean burrito and rice. Yeah, butter and pepper spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. But, yeah, so I'm dating a diabetic. What a, what, what irony there. That well, she's, she's the diabetic out of the two of us. But, yeah, man. So I'm going to try. I'm going to try to uh, hop on that train. And, and now, uh, it'll probably be exactly what you just described with your mom and smoking. Mm-hmm. As soon as I do this, then I'll get diabetes. Well, maybe you'll just have to go to the doctor for something. Yeah. I can 
Well, I wish you guys the best of luck. That yeah, sounds man. like a shit situation yeah. for old Katie. A lot of crazy stuff going on over there, but yeah. Anyway. Ugh. Should we get into what, what it? What are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing here? Got a nice a lot of, there's like, my hummingbirds are gone. Uh-huh. That's all right. They grew up. They moved out. They they uh, <clears throat> left the nest. They did leave the nest. Uh-huh. That's the literal. That's yeah. literal. But we have, Rachel's uh-huh. been especially empty nesting here. Uh-huh. It was weird because there was two of them. And the one we were thinking to runt was, was the smaller one. Uh-huh. But that's really when you're thinking hummingbirds being smaller is a virtue. So it was the fat one that was a runt. Hmm. So the smaller one got up and flew right away. The fat one couldn't get its own ass out of the nest because yeah. the mom would feel the mom would feel the mom was smaller than the bird <laughs> sitting there just jamming stuff down the fat one because it was weird because we watched him in the in the well we got a security camera up there just for the hummingbirds. I don't know if you were following that at all. No, Rachel, it was a whole saga she had put up. Very well done. Good content. She's good. Really? Yeah. Where can I see this? That's on her. Uh, on her Instagram? Yeah. Or? I'm not okay. trying to blow up her spot on yeah. here. Okay. But yeah. I'll check it out. But the, so then the two of them were like, you know, baby birds open their mouth to get fed. And the fat one opened its mouth and was just very calm about it. You could tell. <laughs> got all the, the little one, it was just a violent thing to watch. Uh-huh. The way the feeding was like just choking it and <clears throat> stabbing into the other one's mouth to yeah. feed it. And the fat one was like, ooh, give me more. Hmm. And then that fat one, I was having a hard time. I thought it almost fell. It would try to fly, and then it was too fat, and then wow. it would fall out of the nest. Huh. But they're out there somewhere. Well, they're out there buzzing around. They you, made an old chummer and slummer. Is that Zoe? Y'all named them? Yeah, I named the mom Bummer, Bummer the Hummer. Oh. Our two kids, Chummer and Slummer. Look at that. I didn't really think it was going to get this far, uh-huh. so I didn't put a lot of care into the names. Yeah. Well, you did a good job. Well, you know. You raised some good birds, Kyle. Know, they're out there. They're still, they're still around. I hear yeah. them. But I don't know. I got, I got no other. Nothing going on? Nah. No? Well, let's get nah. into this topic. It's a good one today. Let's talk about stuff. Um, Dave, let's talk about stuff. You've been to Canada a bunch. Yeah, man. Didn't you uh, do a joke about spending two weeks in Winnipeg? Fucking Winnipeg. Didn't you have a joke about that? Yeah, Winnipeg. What would you think of Winnipeg? Uh, the time that I was there, mm-hmm. it was terrible. Really? Why? But maybe it's different now. That was all different circumstances. I was there in uh, February, and it was a very uh, bleak city. If you want to hear a tale of it, listen to the Weaker Than song called I Hate Winnipeg. Huh. Um, <clears throat> maybe they're being facetious, but I was in a, like... A real dumpy condo for mm-hmm. a comedy club, and the the, the shows were bad. Mm-hmm. And it was in the same club for two weeks, and then the condo there was there was a ladybug infestation. Really, in November, inside which that is sounds there. fun. It's not when you're just walking barefoot and it was like stepping on popcorn kernels. Oh, there's that many. Yeah, and they're crunchy. Hmm. You know, they're little hard outer shells. Yeah, it was like just, I was like. M&M halves. Yeah, nature's M&Ms. Yeah, just all just crackling and popping. And uh, it was just it was just an unfun. It was like a sad mall across the street. Hmm. There just wasn't a lot going on. I'm like, okay, if you're in Winnipeg, don't take it personally. Yeah. I had a very glum yeah. two weeks yeah. in Winnipeg. Well, I've never been. <clears throat> But I, 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 you know, I'm open to going. I've been to Montreal. Yeah. Uh, oh no, the other places in Canada. Yeah, well, right? I, I want to check more more Canada out. So, um, anyway, it leads me to our topic today. Uh, did you know that Canada 
over the past several decades, they've averaged about 1,500 UFO sightings a year. For like the past several decades, 1,500 reported sightings a year. That seems like a lot. How many are in America? I don't know. I didn't, you know, yeah, I know we have nothing to contrast it to. But, uh, and I know Canada's a a big country, but that just still seems like a lot. What I want to talk to you uh, today about, uh, the Falcon Lake UFO. This happened back in 1967 um, in Manitoba. And I brought up Winnipeg because uh, our subject here lived in Winnipeg. And then he would uh, go to Manitoba. This guy named uh, Stephen uh, Mikalak. That's how you pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen or Stephen Mikalak. Um, he was an industrial mechanic and uh, an amateur geologist. This dude loved to, uh, to fuck around with rocks on his uh, spare time. He'd go out in the woods and bang around with hammers and stuff. And, and uh, just, just a real prospector. Trying to get out there and find all these rocks, his uh, quartz and silver. That's what he was into. Um, and oftentimes he would go over to uh, Manitoba to Whiteshell Provincial Park. That's uh, just north of Falcon Lake in Manitoba, Canada. But anyway, on May 20th, 1967, oh, Stephen was digging around for quartz. He's 51 years old at the time. And uh, while he's, he's doing his little thing there, uh, mm-hmm. he got startled by a gaggle of geese. Started just raising hell. This big, big, big gaggle of geese making all kinds of noise, and old Stephen stops his uh, prospecting for a few minutes to figure yeah. out what these old geese. Oh, Mr. Mikalak. Yeah, these geese seeing what they're up to, and he looked up in the sky, and he saw two cigar-shaped objects with a reddish glow hovering about fifty yards away from him. And uh, as That's they far away. as they got closer, he said at first they seemed like just kind of cigar shaped, but as they got closer, he could see that they were kind of your classic saucer. And uh, mm-hmm. one of them uh, hovered for a while and then took off. Another one landed. So the cigar shape is maybe people just seeing them, yeah, from a certain pro- as angle. a profile, yeah, profile. So you only see them. There. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, one of them hovered for a while, took off. The other one landed. And believing it was, it might have been a secret U.S. military experimental craft, uh, Stephen kind of uh, hid in the bushes, and he watched this thing for like 30 minutes. It was just parked for 30 minutes, and he even drew a sketch of it. Did you get that, that picture I sent you? Well, yeah, yeah. He drew he a sketch of it, pretty detailed thing. sketch. But he watched this thing for about a half hour. Uh, then he decided to approach it, and uh, he later recalled uh, warm air. Like, like as he was approaching it, just in the an overwhelming sense. I thought that lady getting undressed in her own home was maybe a top secret U.S. government military operation. <laughs> so I hid in the bushes and watched for What are you doing hour. in the bushes there, Stephen? And uh, so anyway, he started to approach it, and uh, he, he felt a sense. There's a big wave of warm air and the smell of sulfur. Can I be honest? This looks like a nacho hat. <laughs> What's a nacho hat? It's a hat made out of nachos, uh-huh. and there, you put the salsa in the middle. I think I saw it on The Simpsons and wanted it to be real, or the other way around. I don't know. It does sound like a good time. I'm going to look it up. So he got closer, and uh, he just said the whole thing reeked of sulfur. There's a big wave of warm air. Oh, God, it's real. And uh, he could hear uh, what he described as a, as a whirring sound of motors. He could hear, like, motors turning. And uh, like air hissing. So it was like a hissing sound, mm-hmm. some whirring sounds of motors. Uh, he also noted that the uh, the door was open on the side, and he looked in, and he could see these bright lights inside, and he heard voices, 
muffled by the sounds of the motor. So he couldn't tell what language they were speaking or even if it was earthly or extraterrestrial or whatever. But he said he heard some some voices. I just proved that nacho hats are real. Yeah, let me see. Is it something you could, like, is it functional? Well, okay. Then the top, the middle's the bowl for salsa. I don't know how long you could wear it for. Uh-huh. You know, I wouldn't say it's a functional garment. Um, but, I, you know, if you just, like, walked out of the kitchen, like, guys, nacho hat, and then yeah. you took it off your head uh-huh. and put it on the table. It'd be a good Halloween and, But then immediately people are like, I'm not going to eat those, like, every part of the, all the chips have touched your head. Uh-huh. So that's upsetting. You'd have to get you'd have to get like your girlfriend or something or your buddy to show up in the nacho hat, but uh, also he has queso instead of salsa. So a little bit from my hat, a little bit from your hat. You know, maybe have another buddy with guacamole. Then you got a whole crew. Three nacho. It's a. Th- it's going to be a three nacho hat party. Uh huh. How much is a nacho hat? Are they these selling are, them? These all look homemade. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was a something you could order. No, these are all homemade items. This is this is just uh this is just drunken ingenuity. Anyway, I'm not trying to derail. No, that's all right. Uh so anyway, right Stephen now. approaches this aircraft and uh, after hiding in the bushes for 30 minutes and drawing sketches and uh he approached and he, he called out he said something about he called him Yankee boy. Stephen is a or was, he's dead now. He's, he was a Polish immigrant. So apparently and I saw some uh, video of him. He got a nice Nice thick Polish accent. He saw UFOs and he called them Yankee Boy. Yeah, well, he didn't. He thought initially, like I said, he <laughs> thought it would have been like a, a U.S. like a NASA thing or military thing. So he, to hear him tell it, his first reaction wasn't "this is a UFO" because he said he didn't believe in them at the time. Uh, he, he there's some quote he said to me a UFO was about as believable as the Loch Ness monster. So he, his first reaction wasn't UFO. He thought it was some sort of military thing or NASA thing. So the door's open. He could hear some voices. He go and he's a mechanic. So he he offered his mechanical help. He says when <laughs> just immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He you, yelled into a yeah, spaceship. Yeah, you guys, you Yankee boys, having trouble? I can Sounds help you. Sounds like it's misfiring. Uh huh. Did you check the points? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are your plugs? How are your rods and cones? Is it the rods and cones? Need a new Johnson rod. Anyway, uh, when he hollered out to him, uh, he said the voices went quiet. Uh, nobody answered. So then uh, Stephen, being a native of Poland, he, he spoke Polish, uh, got no response. Then he spoke in Russian. Where's the screen door on the submarine? No response. And then finally in German. <laughs> this guy spoke Polish, Russian, and German. It was dumb in all three languages yeah. trying to talk to <laughs> aliens. So... <laughs> Now he claims that he, he went oh. even closer. Oh, wait. These are German aliens. The German aliens. And uh, <laughs> he went closer. He noticed that uh, the, 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 the craft was made out of the smooth metal with no seams, just like solid, smooth metal. He then looked into the bright doorway. Uh, he said the lights were so bright that he had to put – he was wearing welding goggles when he was uh, prospecting. Because when he hits a hammer on them rocks, that way the, he can protect his eyes from any of the spray. Welding goggles. Yeah, welding goggles. Handle the kind welding. you can't see through yeah. unless there's a bright light showing. Yeah. So he's just blind hitting things with hammers in the woods. <laughs> yeah. This is... So, uh, where am I at here? Okay. Um, 
He said, "Oh yeah." You ever he, worn welding goggles? I have. Yeah, you can only the, see flame. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he. Yeah, I, the uh, the picture I saw of him, he had their regular like goggles, but then they had a uh, a oh, flap, flipped out, a okay. flip flap oh, okay, thing okay. that makes them. Uh, th- so you were not taking. Okay, all yeah, right, yeah. I take it back. So picture this guy. Alone doing a pinata swing with a hammer at nothing in the woods. <laughs> he put on his welding goggles because the uh, the doorway was so bright, and uh, so inside he saw light beams and panels of various colors, uh, flashing lights. But he couldn't see anybody or anything. Okay. And then he stepped away, and three panels quickly slid across the door opening, sealing it shut. So it has some sort of nice smooth uh, panel door that just just sealed shut. Uh, he reached out to touch the craft. At what time? At which time he said that uh, when he touched it, he was wearing gloves, and the fingertips on his gloves caught fire. The craft then began to turn counterclockwise, as uh, Mikulak says he noticed a panel that contained a grid of holes. And shortly after, he was struck in the chest by a blast of air or gas mm-hmm. that knocked him backwards and set his shirt and his hat on fire. So he's poking around. The door's open. He's offering his mechanical help. He doesn't get a response. He mm-hmm. speaks three different languages. No, no response. The door shuts. He touches it. His gloves catch on fire. And then he gets hit with a blast of air or gas. And his uh, hat and his shirt catch on fire. I mean, I see the picture of this guy. Yeah, you see those. He's got the dots mm-hmm. burnt into his torso. So uh, he ripped off his shirt and his hat, stopped, dropped, and rolled. While he's doing that, the uh, the aircraft uh, flew away. What did he die from? Uh, I don't know. He died back in 99. I think he was like 83. Uh, I'm show his shirt, though. Disoriented and nauseous, Stephen stumbled through the forest and vomited several times. Yeah. Probably on mushrooms. He eventually made his way back to his motel room in Falcon Lake, caught a bus back to Winnipeg. He was treated at a hospital for burns to his chest and his stomach, later turned into raised sores on a grid-like pattern, as you can see there on that pic. And uh, we'll post that pic, by the way. And uh, for weeks afterwards, he suffered from diarrhea, headaches, blackouts, and weight loss. So this really fucked him up good. So got the... <clears throat> So that's old Stephen Mikulak story there. But they got that says they got a piece of radioactive metal that was yes. retrieved. Mm-hmm. Now here's the investigation right. part. Uh, items were re- later retrieved from the encounter, uh, including Stephen's glove, his shirt, some tools. Uh, they were all subject to extensive uh, analysis by the uh, RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, uh, their crime lab. Uh, no one could determine the cause of the burns. Um, yeah, where's the part about the metal? I'll get to that in a minute. The metal. Uh, at the landing site, there was a circle about 15 feet in diameter uh, with with no moss or vegetation growing the same way it was growing in the nearby areas. Just kind of a burnt-out 15-foot circle. Uh, soil samples along with samples of clothing, they were tested and deemed to be highly radioactive, as were pieces of metal that were chipped out of cracks in the rock about a year after the incident. The metal had uh, somehow melted into the cracks of the rocky area that he was working on. Many of the items have since uh, been lost as they were transferred through various authorities and agencies. However, uh, Mikulak's son, Stan, he still has one of those pieces of metal. Uh, 
and he claims it's still to this day radioactive and uh, still sick in 1968 with uh, recurrences of burns showing up on his chest and suffering from blackouts. Stephen went to the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, and uh, doctors did a thorough investigation. They even sent him to a psychiatrist who, quote, said uh, he came back with a report that this fellow who's very pragmatic, very down-to-earth, and does not make up stories. That was a psychiatrist's uh, take on old Stephen. Um, and then Stephen's son later, they wrote a book. His son and another guy wrote a book that just came out recently. I don't have the name of it. Um, but in the book, Stan, his son, said, if, quote, if Dad hoaxed this, remember, we're talking about a blue-collar industrial mechanic. If he hoaxed it, then he was a freaking genius. So I mean, it's like the weird, the burn pattern and everything that you see pictures of is kind of. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he claimed, to the day he died, he claimed that his story was true. Now, he never, he, he, they make a point of saying this, he never claimed it was extraterrestrial. He said, I don't know what the hell it was. But he claims that the story I just told you is true. And uh, he didn't see any aliens, but he heard somebody or something talking. Yeah, like aliens isn't his thing. He's like, I saw this craft. Yeah. He's just so a- we're the ones putting aliens on mm-hmm. it. It could be some... He could be right. Yeah, it could have been an experimental thing. But what would... Like, I mean, yeah. But that's why this one, I'm like, I'm not quick to just say fucking no to it. Mm-hmm. Because you got... Yeah, you got some hardened old Polak out in the woods breaking <laughs> rocks. Those yeah. guys aren't... Yeah. Those guys aren't. Yeah, they suffer no up. fools. No, no, they don't. Yeah. They do not. Just hit to break the rocks. Yeah. <clears throat> Zimne Pivo. Means cold beer. Really? Yeah. Say it again. Zimne Pivo. Zimne Pivo? Yeah. All right. Let's see it on the on the signs in Chicago. Zimne Pivo. There's Cerveza Fria or Zimne Pivo. Um, <clears throat> Speaking of hobbies, that seems, no offense to people who are into it, that seems like a pretty boring hobby. Hey, it's a I, rock. You know, my buddy growing up was in, and I was like, I could see you just like the same way people like to go take pictures of nature or something, get out. Yeah. You go tinker around with your little little rock hammer, and you, you go off into the desert and be like, oh, this one, I know, yeah. I know because this kind of rock here, this little rock I found means the stuff around it is this old. Like, okay. It's not just clogging around. You can, yeah. That's, Geology kind of turns into its own sort of archaeology. You're figuring out mm-hmm. the age of where you're at. Mm-hmm. You're figuring out what kind of events took place there. Like, oh, is this, you know, a volcanic rock? Is this a sedimentary rock? Was it from, you know, is it the, was this an ocean before? Was there a volcano nearby? Mm-hmm. So there's, I see the interest there. Mm-hmm. I can get that. So, you know, well, and it it's is like one, nature's baseball cards. Yeah, and it's one of the most, like, primitive and, like, childlike in, in terms of, like, when I was a little mm. boy, oh, you gave me a hammer when I was three You're or four. You said you go out and just smash some of the yeah. hammer. You can yeah, keep doing that as an adult in yeah. the name of geology. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it can. I mean, it can tell you a lot about the areas. You know, you might not be finding, uh, you know, arrowheads or bone fragments, but you'd be like, oh, this rock means this happened. Yeah. But he would take little independent they just vacations. Find mammoth bits in Iowa or something? Did they? Yeah. But he would go on like, these little vacations by himself. He had uh, three kids and a wife, and he was like, "I take bus to Manitoba." To, well, to- that's that's his own kind of. <laughs> I was like, "Don't do an accent." Like, pretty close. <laughs> it's okay. I take bus to Manitoba. 
I worked with a Polish guy one time in a restaurant, okay. and he goes, uh, first day, he goes, David, we have big problem. <laughs> I said, what's that? I forgot his name. He goes, we have many salaries, but no wings. We had run out of chicken wings. That's the way he said. We have many salaries. We have many salaries, but no wings. I was like, "Well, we better go get some wings, there, big dog." He was very worried that our salary to wing ratio was all flip flopped. Oh shit! I just looked up Zimne Pivo. I know there's actually bars called Zimne Pivo. Oh really? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so many salaries, <laughs> many salaries, <laughs> but no wings. Well, I'm sorry, I, this buddy. guy. I don't know. I feel like this guy's. Uh, this one's kind of got me a little bit. Well, um, by the way, that book is called uh, "When They Appeared," and uh, I'm trying to, yeah, "When They Appeared" is the name of the book. It just came out recently, like in the last few years. Um. I say this too, like I used to have a joke about this, but I, I totally believe it. Like, like when, when a goat farmer in Nepal says he saw Yeti, I totally believe that dude. Cause who, I, I don't goat think farmer in Nepal's seen five things. I don't think they have the capacity for bullshit. Yeah. But they also don't have the capacity to know anything else. <clears throat> They've seen their yaks. They've seen their bowl of uh, mushed grain. <laughs> and they've seen their sandals made out of mud. That's all they know. <laughs> you throw one thing in there, of course it's a mythical creature. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the UPS guy. I just feel like this yeah, hard UPS guy finally making its way up to the only street address in Siberia. I'm like, well, that's probably the Yeti. I just feel like this hard Polish immigrant doesn't. He's not bullshitting. I don't. I don't tell fibs. No, this guy. I'm. I'm with him. Yeah, man. And a lot of uh, tons and tons of investigation was done in this by uh, multiple agencies, including the uh, what did I call them? The Royal Canadian Mounted Police. The Mounties. But, uh, yeah, so there's all kind of, uh, there's hundreds and hundreds of pages of official documents and stuff. And uh, so, yeah. I don't know. I think I'm. uh... Canada's an interesting place in that, I don't know, maybe because we live in America, but I just feel like Canada gets overlooked. Like, eh, those guys up there. You know, because they're. You know, you know, they they're never in the international news. They're always just they're chill. They're not they're not troublemakers. Well, I think also we're the loudest ones mm-hmm. of whatever is happening up there. It does barely makes a dent in all the twenty four hour news cycle bullshit we have to sit through. Yeah. So I like this one. Yeah, man. That's about it. That's all I got. I, well, this is a good one. Mm-hmm. Interesting story. Yeah. This old fucker banging around on rocks, <laughs> UFO lands. All right, what do you need? Was it a tie rod? Was it pulling? Is <laughs> it pull when you accelerate? Is it pull when you brake? Check it, the UV joints. If it pulls when you brake, that's an alignment. <laughs> but yeah, the fact that he got sick and like the picture know, of him with the dots on him. Yeah, it's crazy. All burnt up and everything. Could be radioactive. But yeah, doctors didn't. They never could diagnose him. 
nobody knew what the fuck his illness was, and he was, you know, so something, something how, happened. How Canadian too? Well, I don't know. I guess uh, yeah. <laughs> The old, uh, the old uh, Polish fellow went up there and saw a thing. <laughs> he went up. He just being friendly, you know, went over there and find out. Up there by the lake, and he so, goes, "Hey, I'm going crazy up there by the lake. I need some woman action." <laughs> and I go, "Well, I don't arrange that sort of thing." It's my favorite line in Fargo. <laughs> I don't arrange that sort of thing. So he told me to call it in, and that's so I called you. That that guy in the emergency room when I was in Hamilton. And we're out there, and then he's going to go, let's go, let's fucking start. So I go out there, and all of a sudden it's 10 guys, and fucking Tony's nowhere, and now we're fighting these fucking 10 guys. Where the fuck is Tony? We're getting our fucking ass kicked, and Tony's nowhere. We fucking clocked him. Good is what we did. Can I please go have a smoke? What is this from? When I was I was on that tour, and I had to go to the emergency room oh, for the right. gout, and there was some guy whose face was mangled. And he was just basically just repeating the fight story to uh-huh. his friends, but would yell out to the nurses about having a smoke. Fucking Tony's nowhere. And I'm like, what the fuck, Tony? We're out here fighting because of shit you said. Fucking 10 guys out here about that. Can I please go have a smoke? <laughs> it's that <laughs> hockey culture, man. They're uh, not afraid to fight. Oh, uh, just. Yeah, we'll fucking drop the gloves, eh? Oh. Fucking punch you right in the melon. Watch Goon. Goon. Underrated. I've said it before. Goon is a good movie. I like that. Underrated one. movie. Sean, made a, Sean William Scott. Let him be in more stuff. I like He's that fun. dude, man. I want Sean William Scott and Michael Pena in every movie. I like Michael Pena, too. Every time he's in a movie, I'm like, this is going to be good. I tell you about the time uh, Sean William Scott was on Cribs way back in the day, right when he first blew up from American Pie mm-hmm. and back when Cribs was still on. And at first glance, you think it's a joke, but then if you, yeah. by the end of it, I thought it was being sincere. His crib was just an apartment in North Hollywood. And he's just like, yeah. And like this is like a year after American Pie. Yeah. Like he's a celebrity. Yeah. And he's just got like in a shitty apartment in North Hollywood with a roommate. Oh, that's Dan. That's my buddy. And this is my room. That's his room. But they did like a real Cribs episode. I remember Paul Walker's was just his RV he takes to the beach to surf. <laughs> like awesome. This little door here has got a toilet in it. I guess it's a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, there you go. There you go. Falcon Lake UFO. Oh, that was uh, suggested by a uh, listener, by the way. I threw, uh, I threw Whoa, it up on uh, right. the Patreon page the other day asking for suggestions, and we got a whole shit ton of them. So uh, I, I can't remember who suggested that, but you know who you are. So thanks well, for thank that. Well, thank you for that. That's yeah. a, good, a good one. Yeah. Hey, good one. Yeah, a UFO story with a lot of evidence. There's metal, leftover metal. There's ailments on the eyewitness all kinds of crazy stuff, so that's cool, man. Uh, let's transition real quick. A couple of birthday shout-outs. Oh, yeah, man. Hey, come on. These are listeners, and they like to hear their their birthdays announced. They all, Everyone has one. That's fine. When's your birthday, Dave? My birthday's in August. Well, happy so. birthday. Thanks, man. Doesn't matter. I'll give myself a shout-out come August. Um, happy birthday to Jen Bamer. She and her boyfriend, Jake Rivera, are avid listeners. So happy birthday, Jen Bamer. Also, happy birthday to Eli Gardner. He turns one year old this week. He so, shouldn't be listening. Yeah, he shouldn't be listening, but that's uh, from his pops there. Talked so. about eating our own cum last week. <laughs> well, Eli doesn't understand. Let, but uh, Pop says that Eli child. is already listening, so he makes... Uh, that's his... wrong. You're a bad parent. <laughs> happy birthday to Eli. So, yeah, man. Uh, comic of the week this week, Ooh, uh, Josh Gondelman. 
You know Josh. That goddamn sweetheart. Just a real asshole, that guy. <laughs> uh, no, one of the nicest He's guys mean ever and met. unfunny. Josh Gondelman, uh, new album out now called Dancing on a Weeknight. And uh, Josh is a former uh, Comic of the Week. Also, I think he is still uh, writing for old uh, John Oliver. Is he? Uh, Josh has won, like, uh, Emmys. Yeah. So well, what's he need our bump for? Eh, you know, he's a good dude. He's got a he good album out. He so. bullshit. Yeah, man. What, what you got to plug? Nothing. Nothing? You got nothing. This <clears throat> is out tomorrow. Salt Lake City, baby. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. You're going wise, wise guys. Wise guys. This weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Next week, Eugene Bend, Tacoma. Tacoma. Well, and then I ain't doing shit all You ain't doing shit? No, man. I'm, I'm, I'm retired. Yeah, I can't wait to retire, man. I'm going to open a record store. That's my new thing. It's not retired. You know, I was going to open a restaurant I'm or a food truck. retired because I don't do voiceover at yeah. Comedy Central anymore. My goal has always been to open a food truck or a restaurant when I retire. And then I realized, like, that's still a lot of work. Owning Ooh. a record store would be a piece of cake. Just hang out at a record store all day, talk about yeah, shit. Yeah, there's a reason those never stay in business. Yeah, it's coming back. Coming back. Unsustainable business model. No, that's not true. Every time I see a record store close down, I'm like, yeah, you wasted your parents' money. <laughs> the same feeling when an all-cupcakes place doesn't work out. Yeah. Well, of course not. I will be, uh, I don't promote local shows too often, but I'll be doing Hot Tub next Monday, the 29th. Ooh, Hot Tub's a good time. Here in L.A. That's a worthwhile show. At the Virgil with old Kristen Shaw and Kurt Braunhaller. One of the best shows in L.A., I'll yeah. say that much. I'll be there uh, next Monday, the 29th. One of the best venues, best shows. Yep. Coming up in May, you can catch me in Pensacola, Tallahassee, Orlando, Chapel Hill, Columbia, Greenville, Charlotte, Chattanooga, Nashville, Knoxville, Bristol, and Atlanta. Mm, boy. All those dates at dumbdavestone.com. Oh, Man, this, this, yeah, I've done the 15th. You can catch me at my doctor's office getting checked for sleep apnea at 10 a.m. That's May 15th. <laughs> May 18th is Saturday. There's a vintage BMX show out in uh, Van Nuys. Yeah. That I'm just going to go to. Yeah, you're no, going to go to that? That sounds fun. No comedy. I'm just letting you know what I'm up to what for the rest a, of the month. <laughs> what is a vintage BMX show? Do they ride or do you just buy and sell some, gear? No, just people showing them like a car show. Okay, okay, cool. Again, you know, people talk about, like, I'm sitting here knocking vinyl uh-huh. and I'm going to go. But just people like rehab, like restore yeah. an old BMX bike. Get do they pop. do like demos? Will there be people? There might be people doing tricks in this and that. This is more That's just cool. like a show. Okay. You know, more people just showing off the handiwork they've done to bicycles. That sounds fun, man. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I got stuff, but I'll bring it up when I got to bring it up. Yeah. The Boogie Monster. <laughs>
Network.